Well, I've got a couple more minutes with Dr. Stuart Weiss, who I like to call Dr. Weiss, the medieval torture doctor. Uh, and speaking of medieval torture, nothing goes back to the medieval times more than our belief in a free will. You know, I had um, one of my one of my colleagues, one of my favorite collaborators, Dr. Michael Denon, on the show to talk about his view. He's got a whole new idea of how free will can actually work uh, for coming from a physics scientific perspective, which I thought is fascinating. And then I read your book. And the delusions of free will are pretty interesting. Uh, so if you could tell me, walk me through the two great examples you use when talking about this, which includes a game of Donkey Kong uh, and and Ouija boards. So let's, yeah. uh, let's get into it. Sure, sure. So, I mean, those are these are two examples of how you, we can feel like we're having an effect when we're not or we are you know feel like we're not having an effect we're not doing anything when we actually are and and the reality is is that the best evidence anybody mm -hmm. has that they have free will is a feeling right i feel mm -hmm. like i'm making my hands move i feel like i'm talking etc mm -hmm. and so yeah these examples the the donkey kong one was a, a fellow this is a real life example that daniel wegner a psychologist great psychologist writes about uh, in which he was at a, a toy store with his kids, and his kids are like running up the aisles looking at things. So he he moves over to a, a you know a video game machine, mm -hmm. and he starts to manipulate the joystick, and he's mm -hmm. going along, and you know the thing is jumping over barrels, and then yeah. all of a sudden like the start game sign goes up, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he thought he thought all along he was making this monkey do its thing and right. it was just doing a you know automated it was demo, know, demo mode. Yeah. Demo mode, right. <laughs> yeah. And so so he said, Oh my God, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. so that's one example of feeling like you're doing something when in fact you're having no effect at all. And and by the way, other examples of that that um, I talk about in the book is, you know, there, there. It turns out that in New York City, uh, uh, most of the walk, you know, walk buttons on the mm -hmm. corner, they most of them have been right. disconnected, right? I didn't know that, and but yet, yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah. And it was too expensive to remove them all, so they simply right. disconnected them and left them there. Right. So, you know, there are many times I can't. I, you can think about it, thousands of times a day, a person must put, push that button and believe <laughs> that they have made the the light change, you know, right. so that they can go across. So yeah. it happens a lot. The other example that I talk about is the opposite effect where uh, there, for example, I mean, uh, uh, one that will be familiar to everyone is the mm -hmm. Ouija board where, mm -hmm. where you, you have two people uh, with this planchette device and they're moving around on the table. And, uh, and because there are two people uh, and you don't really know where it's going to go, uh, you you have this sense that you're not making it move, but of course you are, and there's right. no question about that. And between the two of you, there's some a people would question you. I have to say, there's a group of people yeah. who would question whether it is oh, them. I'm sure. I, yeah. I'm sure. yeah, yeah. But the, there is but the interesting school of thing thought. is that there's a friend of mine uh, uh, did a video in which he. He had a bunch of people, actually several people, on a planchette at once, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and you know it went along normally, and words started to be spelled and so forth. Then he blindfolded them all, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Yeah. And suddenly they're like not even <laughs> stopping on letters, right? They're yeah. not, you know. So like 
if it's really the spirits, what difference would it make whether right. you're blindfolded or not? So, so you know, the, this is the this is the you know the starting point, and and there actually is. I mean, these these are sort of silly examples, everyday examples, but but they're but well, I could guy, tell you, Stuart. I don't want to stop you. Let me let me yeah. say something here. Just a counter argument to that. If you believe that the spirits are working through you, then they will require your faculties, right? They will require your eyes and your senses. So yeah, that, if you that, believe in that, blindfolding could you know. Could put a, a monkey wrench in that little factory. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there are ways to rationalize it too, but but to me, I think it's it's obvious a, a much more mundane example, which is sure. a, you know explanation that the two people are working together, and and it does yeah. because you see that other person, right? It mm -hmm. it does sort of break down this normal sense that you know of, of it versus a mouse. You know, it's just mm -hmm. me and the mouse, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and so so. Uh, but anyway, yes, I, I'm sure there are people who believe that it's the spirit. And, uh, I'm and, a devil's and advocate. And will not be convinced. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the, these are possible. So that it could be a possible explanation. But it is interesting because then you talk about – so that's like a, a, an example that everyone can kind of use. And you, everyone has their own – Definitely have strong opinions on, on Ouija boards. Uh, see my episode, Fasting Nouns on Ouija boards. Uh, if that's the third shameless plug. Uh, great episode on that. But you also talk about facilitated communication, which this one was this one was crazy because Ouija boards exist in a strange sphere onto themselves. They come out of a spiritualism right. movement. They never really grounded in science necessarily. But the facilitated communication was super weird to me. Uh, tell me about this. Yeah. So, so this is another example and a very dramatic one mm -hmm. of people not thinking that they're making something happen when in fact they are. So, so there are many people who have a severe autism and, and lack the ability to speak, right? They can't, mm -hmm. they can't, they've not been able to learn how to speak. And, and there's a small group of people who believe that that their children, it's often a parent uh, mm -hmm. or, or a teacher, but that their children actually have intelligence, that they are just as bright as anyone else, but they're sort of trapped in a broken body. and that Like Frankenstein's monster in some ways. I mean, exactly. a, a horrible example, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so, so what, what, you know, was suggested was that if a person holds this, you know, child or or autistic person's hand with the finger, mm -hmm. and then has them type right, mm -hmm. facilitating by I'm holding your hand right, that suddenly you know poetry and coherent sentences and sp mm -hmm. correctly spelled words to some to come out, even though the person has not learned how to speak prior to this, has no you know right, and so the. It was quite a craze in the early, especially in the early '90s. It was quite a craze, and a lot of people, you know, converted schools, converted mm -hmm. to using keyboards with these kids. And and mm -hmm. the the most interesting part of it for me, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a sad story because as much as, you know, as much as it sounds crazy, right, that this mm -hmm. people don't realize that they're doing it. Um, you know, I can understand if your child is severely disabled and right. has never said "I love you" to you and so forth. This would be quite attractive. But, Absolutely. But uh, but the interesting part about it was that there were studies done. There was one big study done at a state institution that had everyone had adopted this technique, and they did a double-blind study in which mm -hmm. they showed one picture to the child, and in some cases the same picture to the facilitator and mm -hmm. in that case the right word you know would say shoe shoe and mm -hmm. then the word shoe would be 
But in some cases, they showed different pictures, and and you know they couldn't each see. They had a little barrier to mm -hmm. keep it so the facilitator could not see with the child. In every single instance, with several children, several facilitators, every oh. instance where they could have had a test where the, mm -hmm. the pictures were different, the answer given was what the adult facilitator saw, not what the child saw. So 100%. 100%. They had something yeah. like 200 different trials wow. in which they could have shown a different response, and they didn't. So, And the thing is, is that the staff... It had become a belief system. It had become mm -hmm. something very strong. And the staff were devastated. They were so shocked yeah. to find out that we're the ones doing it. It's not these people. And they had to go back to their old methods afterwards. So it just right. shows the power of, you know, of this sort of situation where you right. can you can be typing out these sentences and believe that it's the child next to you who's doing it when in fact it's entirely you and and mm -hmm. so this is this 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 relates to the question of free will and in, in mm -hmm. other words if our if our most powerful evidence is the feeling that we have then right. obviously that feeling can be an, an illusion right well it, it it's crazy because you talk about how Free will is interesting for a number of reasons that you mentioned. You know, planets don't decide to rotate. They're guided by science. Animals don't seem to have a sense of self. You know, I mean, even the most intelligent creature, whether it's dogs, chimps, dolphins, octopodes, you know, uh, these are all things that, that have, uh, you know, the octopus has nine brains, you know, and there's a great documentary called um, uh, My Octopus Teacher, which you see just how intelligent an octopus is. Does it have a sense of self? Does it know that it has free will? I mean, uh, we are the, and we're powered by chemistry. Chemistry is science. You know, is there a sense of... Um, uh, of emergent properties where you have the brain becomes sufficiently complex where a consciousness does kind of evolve. You call it the ghost in the machine. Um, is that possible? I don't know, but it doesn't seem to be present in anything else. So why do we as humans have that delusion of free will? I mean, that that's really interesting to me. It is. It is. Uh, and I, I would agree with everything you just said that the, you know, at least somewhere in that line between earthworms and us, you know, yeah. we <laughs> the big biological the, the, gap. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the world is, you know, we have no problem with it being like billiard balls, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, no, with no free will The you know, the, 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 you know, the galaxy is not going over to this corner of the universe because they're curious about what's going on there. It's just going. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, uh, but we have it, and there's no question that we feel like we're doing stuff. And and my my belief is that it, first of all, it is an illusion, and not everyone's going to agree with that, obviously. But but um, but I, I believe that it is a delusion that we're not that special, that we would mm -hmm. be different from other aspects of the universe. Uh, but I think that it's been a very valuable thing for us to evolve. Uh, that we that when you have that feeling that you've done something, then your social group can use that feeling to make you feel guilty or to make mm -hmm. you feel good uh, and to reward and punish you know, your behavior. And so, right. so I think that, that it's, it's quite useful. It's also useful in just sort of basic sense. I, I like to give the example that you know, if you're driving and the wheel turns to the right and you go off the road, right? Mm -hmm. It's useful information to know that you did that with your arms right, versus yeah. versus it just happening, right? And you, yeah. we would be able to tell the difference between those two things. And right. so, 
I mean, that's useful information that we can use. And uh, and so so I think it's been a I think it's been a good thing that we've evolved it, even though it is an illusion and that it's been used a lot. Obviously, it plays into mm-hmm. to crime and punishment and so forth. Uh, right. And so. I mean, that makes sense. I do want to close on one thing that was mm-hmm. in some ways shocking to me, but it's the Benjamin uh, Liebit Libet. Um, but his yes. experiments about fl- finger flicking. Um, now, who would have thought that finger flicking would hold the key uh, to this basic <laughs> human idea of free will? But in fact, it did. Uh, it's pretty messed up, Stuart, uh, what he figured out. Yeah, so it, it's it's one of the most controversial experiments uh, in, in all of science. And, and even he didn't think that it um, that it necessarily eliminated the possibility of free will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he did these very clever experiments where, so he had people measured with EEGs, you know, and, mm-hmm. and wired up. And there's something called the, the uh, there's a preparatory response that the brain makes, right? Okay. Uh, before, mm-hmm. before an action takes place. And that was known in, before. And so what he did was to have people looking at a sort of a slow moving clock. They, they were watching and they're seated. And, and he said, they invited them just to, you know, whenever you feel like it in a spontaneous mm-hmm. fashion, just make a movement, flick your finger or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, completely spontaneously. And then, uh, tell me what time it was on the clock when you had the impulse to do that, right? Okay, the, yeah. the, when you had the idea to do it, right? And so that's simple task, you know, just sort of keep track of where it was in the track, they do it. Mm-hmm. What what he discovered was that that the brain began to prepare for that response mm-hmm. about a half second before the person had the conscious thought, right? <laughs> yeah. And so 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 it, it suggested that the, you know, the conscious thought is not the cause, right? The brain is doing something and the thought happens as well as the action. And right. that, and the fact that the thought precedes the action a little bit makes us feel like it's the cause, but there was actually something going on before we even felt like doing the action. So it, it caused a big stir and people have fought over that, that data, you know, quite a bit. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it, it was a, it was a sort of shocking result. And, uh, and suggested that free will might not the conscious will that we have right. may not be may not be real. I mean, it is crazy because then then all is all spontaneity out the window. It is that information that we really want, right? I mean, you know, we talked about how you and I are rational creatures, but at the end of the day, do I want to believe that I have no spontaneity at all? I I don't know that I want to live in a world where my brain is making decisions that I can't even perceive, and then I'm becoming aware of them and thinking that I did them. But in fact, my brain is a puppet master and I'm merely a marionette. I don't know if I want to live in that world, Stuart. I know, I know. Well, that's why it's a hard sell. And I left it to right. the last chapter. I left it to the last chapter, hoping that I would, you know, build up a little bit of goodwill going through the yeah. book. And then, then I could just like <laughs> slam you with this hard one. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, it's, it's a hard, but, 
pill to swallow because we, you know we feel better if we feel as though we're autonomous creatures. And I mean, it's part yeah. it goes back to the confidence idea that right. we want to we want to feel like we're in charge, and then we have and and the idea that we're not is is a little bit tough to take. Some people have suggested that it's like a dangerous idea that 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 if you if you suggest that there's no free will, then mm-hmm. you know people would just you know run amok and start you know. Uh, killing each other and stealing and so forth. But I don't think yeah. that's true. Well, if there's no free will, that can't happen because that would be outside the realm of exactly. of whatever the predetermined yeah. motion would be or the predetermined events. Uh, it gets it gets crazy. You start to get philosophical, Stuart. Uh, well, uh, we had to talk about this because uh, I, mean, I found it fascinating. Um, scary, fascinating, or maybe comforting. I, I don't know where I fall. Hard facts can sometimes give me the comfort of a warm blanket. Uh, but nonetheless, thank you for taking this extra time out for me tonight. My pleasure. Really, it was great to be on the show.